Good Company is a production of iHeartRadio. As marketers, as brands, you have to have that balance point of what people can understand and process what they see today, but what's the potential for tomorrow and help move that along. Hi, I'm Michael Casson. Welcome to Good Company, where I'll explore how marketing, media, entertainment, and tech are intersecting, transforming our lives and the way we do business at a breakneck speed. I'll be joined by some of the greatest business minds and strongest leaders who will share how they've built companies from the ground up or transformed them from the inside out. My bet is you'll pick up a lesson or two along the way. It's all good. First of all, I want to welcome everybody to Good Company today and tell you how excited I am to welcome Steve Majoris with a long history in automotive advertising. Steve joined General Motors in 2014 and now serves as the chief marketing officer for Chevrolet, effectively leading the brand's marketing strategy for cars, crossovers, performance, and EV. Steve, welcome to Good Company. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's great to be here, and uh, it's nice to be able to take a break from the madness of the auto business to <laughs> just have a little chat. So thanks for having me. Steve, I'd love if you could start by giving our audience a little you know, glimpse of your background and how you've chartered your path kind of both personally and professionally towards this, you know, obviously significant, you know, role in shepherding one of the most important brands in the world, not just in the auto industry, Chevrolet. For sure. You know, there's the old expression, it's, uh, you know, whatever, better to be lucky than good, or maybe a little bit of both. But there was probably, you know, two or three things that maybe set the course of, to your point about how, how I got here. First, my father went to University of Michigan. We go blue. Yeah, go blue, right? Yep. So I was born in Chicago. We were living in St. Louis and I had three older siblings and they were about to be college age. And my dad, very crafty, we all of a sudden picked up and moved to Michigan for some reason. And so we found ourselves in Southeast Michigan, which as we all know is the headquarters of you know General Motors, Chevrolet, et cetera. So of course I went to University of Michigan because there was no other choice, right? But I was an English major. And at the time, I didn't really think what I would do with an English major degree. You know, things were certainly different, you know, in the late 1900s than they are now as far as preparatory material. And there were no internships and those sorts of things in those days. You just kind of picked a degree and away you went. But I really didn't know at the time how valuable I believe an English degree was just for what I wound up doing in my career, you know, as marketers, storytelling, Crafting a narrative, those sorts of things are, are so mission critical to what we do. And I've learned to balance that throughout the career. I had so many great mentors and people who have helped me, you know, with the business side of the business, I suppose. You know, at the time, I had two job offers for my first job. One of them was with Campbell Ewald Advertising, which had the Chevrolet business. And one of them was another smaller firm in Detroit. Campbell Ewald offered me $500 more in salary. And I was like, hey, there we go. So Campbell Ewald, here I come. <laughs> you look back on that and you think, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, uh, you know, how would life have been different? And so those are probably three things that uh, I suppose set me on a course. And again, so fortunate to have worked with so many great people within Campbell Ewald, uh, outside of Campbell Ewald, within the years and years I've been engaging with General Motors. And I'm the luckiest guy out there. That's, that's for sure. Well, Steve, I too was an English major. And I ended up practicing law for the beginning of my career. But I, I always wondered, you know, was that the right thing to do? And I think it was because, you know, as a lawyer, language is important and words are important. And as a, a media executive and, and now, uh, you know, with MediaLink, 
we're in the business of storytelling as well. So the English major served me well. And so we, we share that in common because most lawyers, and I was pre-law, take a political science major, which is the usual track. And so I, I was a little off center on that, but it worked out well. And as you and I chatted earlier, the uh, Wolverine connection is strong in my family as well. I didn't go to the University of Michigan, but all three of my kids did. But Steve, it's interesting because my background as an English major allowed me to play with words quite a bit. And right now in the industry, I've started to create a word game and I've found that the words that were pivotal in the industry, and when I describe the industry, I look at it through the lens of marketing, media, advertising, entertainment, sports, and technology. When I say the industry, not the auto industry, but the mm-hmm. kind of marketing side of the industry. And I said, if I was responsible for starting a conversation in the industry, there are some words that would be great thought starters. My bet is those are words that you're using or theories or strategies that you're deploying on a daily basis. Trust, transparency, talent, technology, transformation, content, commerce, creativity, culture, community, and curation. That's kind of your job, maybe. It, I don't know. For sure. And, th- and those are great words. And, and those are a part of our lexicon daily. You know, and, and I would add a few to that. You know, we talk a lot about the intersection of a company and a culture and a country, and that's one of the unique things that that Chevrolet is able to do. And so we're very motivated by the sense of connection, connecting with our customers, your notion of trust and transparency. You know, you think about just where we are from a business standpoint. In the good times, selling's easy, right? But when things get a little tricky, which is where we find ourselves, not just in the auto business, but just in the general business of of uh, no matter what category you're in, dealing with trusted brands, making sure that you can feel like the company that you're doing business with is is someone that uh, you can rely on matters. Uh, That's been uh, something that we're so fortunate that we have a brand that's over 100 years old that has built up that sense of trust and connection and and people feel that that, uh, it's the kind of brand that they desire to do business with. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't lose those sorts of things, right? So you have to, you have to keep flexing that that muscle all the time, and you have to. The challenge for a brand like Chevrolet is how do we delicately and, and very artfully respect that heritage, keep building on that, but not exclusively transact on that. We are a brand that has a very modern, forward-leaning vision. Our path to electrification is industry-leading. And uh, we find ourselves in, in many instances as a cross, at a crossroads, both with our portfolio, with our customer base. I mean, there are people that have long, great relationships with Chevrolet. There are those that, that don't. And so we need to equally appeal to all those folks. And I think we can leverage the power of the brand, but we can also introduce the brand to new customers. And I think that's uh, both a challenge and opportunity and, and something I think we're doing a pretty good job at. Well, I think you're doing a great job at it, Steve. And and let me tell you a little bit of a personal story. Years ago, I had the good fortune of working with Cadillac, as I know you did in your early days at General Motors. I think you started with Cadillac, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And I remember when you had a campaign back in the early aughts, which was mycadillacstories.com. And it was a, you may remember that, and it was a, mm-hmm. an interesting way to look back. And I, I've shared this with many of your partners in General Motors and at Cadillac. 
I had a couple of Cadillac stories, but I also have a couple of Chevrolet stories. And you're right, it's that connection with the brand. My very first car was a 1962, I'm not that old, but it was a hand-me-down <laughs> my sister, a Chevrolet Impala convertible, you know, wow. you know, SS. But my favorite car growing up, and this is when I was a bit older, was a Corvette. So I have a couple of pretty important Chevrolet stories in my own life. When I met my wife, I had a Corvette. She wasn't a fan of Corvettes, and then she became a fan of Corvettes. So yeah. there's, a whole, there's a whole story around that. But the part that I shared was the Cadillac story was, and again, it's that relationship the consumer has to a company, but to, you know, to a brand, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. And the ones I told, the ones I can share, at least one was that time when my father bought the first Cadillac in the late 50s and drove up and the whole neighborhood came out. And I remember yeah. like it was yesterday. It was yeah. a big deal. It was a big it, it, deal. Yeah. You know, it that move up from an Oldsmobile to the Cadillac was you, you kind of arrived, you know, and funny. Mine were, again, my personal stories were not Cadillac stories. They were Chevrolet stories. But it's that connection with the brand. It's that, you know, comfort with the brand. And as you say, the push around electrification and, and you know, EV is being led in such a unique way, you know, by you, you know. Talk about that and talk about the role that marketing gets to play as you're kind of on a pretty grand scale, you know, maybe changing the entire face of the auto industry relative to electrification. Yeah, it's well, you make it sound kind of daunting, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but it, it is daunting. First of all, we are so fortunate to play the role that we play within the General Motors portfolio. You know, Chevrolet has always been, you know, a brand that has to span the most comprehensive customer base uh, within the company. You know, we drive General Motors volume, we drive share, we have 3000 Chevrolet dealers across the country. We sell everything from, you know, General Motors least expensive car to our most expensive. We're in it, no matter what GM is doing, Chevrolet's in it. And we're so lucky to play that role and have such phenomenal partners in design, engineering and manufacturing in our dealers that, you know, that really make it all worthwhile. But we do, we, we find ourselves, you know, at the forefront of, uh, you know, a mobility transformation. And, you know, it's something from a Chevrolet standpoint, interestingly, you know, we didn't just kind of wake up and say, hey, we might want to dabble in this uh, electrification space here. You know, we've been at it for over 10 years. And so, you know, a lot of people, when they think of Chevrolet, and look, we love these stories. Some people think of Chevrolet and they think of, you know, the Chevy truck that has gotten them through tough times. They think about a Suburban that's been the vehicle that's carried people and dreams and memories. They think about the Corvette, as you spoke. We have a lot of people that have been living the Chevrolet electric story for over 10 years. We've had not one, but two generations of the Chevrolet Volt. We've now on the Bolt EV and now the refreshed Bolt EV and the Bolt EUV, the Spark EV. So we've been learning on this journey and we've been slowly building a base of, of customers and expertise to help us. And so where we find ourselves now with all the great work, again, that the team has done to bring the LTM platform and the products that we're starting to see now with the phenomenal Cadillac Lyric and the Hummer SUV and SUT, but that LTM platform is going to be really the great enabler for really the more mainstream volume-based products. Look, we know the kinds of vehicles that Americans want, and that's one thing that Chevrolet has always done an outstanding job on, which is provide the vehicles that Americans are looking for. And, and there's no doubt right now, it's about trucks, it's about performance vehicles, 
It's about sport utilities and crossovers. And that's what we're going to bring to market with the Equinox EV, Blazer EV, and Silverado EV. And yes, we've talked about things like an electrified Corvette, and, and there's certainly other things that will come at another time. But for right now, having the ability to really bring mainstream products to the market that are electrified. <clears throat> and the interesting thing is, you know, early on, we've learned a lot in this space, but, uh, you know, a couple things we've learned. Number one is, you know, consumers don't want EVs to be science projects. You know, early on, you almost had to overtly telegraph to people, you know, look at me, I'm driving an EV because it looks quirky and what have you. And you almost had to stand out. And now people are like, I know what I want. I want a vehicle with great design, great styling, the capability that I am used to, regardless of propulsion type. I want it from a brand that I trust. And I want to know that this is going to meet the needs I have for my basic transportation needs, capability, towing, cargo, passenger, safety. And I want to feel good driving it. You know, these are massive purchases in, in importance. And from a financial standpoint, I mean, quite often we say it's the second most expensive thing that people will purchase, right? You'll, you'll purchase say it's a house and a car. Those are your those and are your it's a house and a car. And so, you know, early on, it was you know you, you called early EV adopters, you know, green collar, right? And the, 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 certainly there's a you know an environmental and you know that sort of bent to it. But green collar is also is this right? Does it fit what I need from a financial standpoint and from a vehicle performance standpoint? So, there's an awful lot that we've been doing in that space. And I think what you're going to see is. What GM has done for 100 years, GM's about to do for Chevrolet again, which is unleash a portfolio onto the marketplace that's going to, we think and we know, captivate people's attention. They're going to be wowed by the design and the capability, and they're going to be wowed by the price points because that's what makes Chevrolet Chevrolet. Uh, We haven't veered from that mission for over 100 years, and we're not going to start veering from it now. It's so interesting to hear that, Steve, and and your perspective. Let's talk about the role, though, marketing is playing. So last year, you had great success in a sort of a emotional campaign. And my understanding is you've just issued a new campaign, Mrs. Hayes, which kind of tugs at the heartstrings and builds on the momentum that you had last year. Because as you just said, it's one thing to deliver the choice and the auto you know, selection and the veritable cornucopia of models you just listed, which that alone is probably a job to just keep all of that, you know, straight. Mm -hmm. But the role that marketing can play and, you know, your decision to kind of create yet another campaign in a positive way that, you know, has that heartstring and that nostalgia. Again, you try to be a reflection of the direction of the consumer and be ahead of the consumer. So not only waiting for them to point you in the direction, but you leading them. What was the impetus for that, if, if you can share? Well, there's always a, a strategic story uh, behind everything. And then there's, you know, the story behind the story. You're referring to, uh, we call it a holiday card to America. We started it last year. That spot was called Holiday Ride. And it was a very simple story of a restoration of a product, you know, that was a 66 Impala that had a very special meaning and memory to an individual's life and how a community came together and refurbished this car. And it really struck a chord. And I think, look, we like to say that everyone has a Chevrolet story, but let's be real, not all 300 and however many 50 million Americans there are has a Chevrolet story, but what people do have- Well, at least I know I have two, so I'm covering- Well, there you go, right? But um, what people do have is they have stories of family. They have stories of community. 
of togetherness, of memory, of loss and love. And these are powerful universal themes. And last year, to be honest, we were kind of in the middle of some of that, the more disruptive time when it came to supply chain and vehicle availability. December is always the number one retail month for automotive. It is for Chevrolet, it is for the industry. And so, you know, in a a historic time frame, we would be out there with large retail initiatives like all manufacturers are because, you know, I think the industry does 10% of the volume in one month. So right. it's a pretty important time. But given that what was happening, we really couldn't go out and, and kind of look a little, you know, tone deaf to the fact that availability was down and the, the economy was a little, you know, suspect. And so we almost had a, a lucky opportunity to step in and say, we can do something that that big marketers do. We like to say that big brands do big things, and we certainly count ourselves in that category. And so we thought, well, there's a confluence of events here that will allow us to get a holiday message out there that isn't purely driven from a, like, let's call it a retail perspective. So we kind of did that. We think it played very nicely, and we thought we could we could do it again this year. Now, it's certainly something, it's not a strategy that we do for 12 months, but if you can transact a little bit on the emotion and power that people feel around the holiday seasons and just kind of tell a, a riveting story where a vehicle has played a central role in that. So we did it again. We liked the results of that. And, and I like to think that this could be a tradition that that Chevrolet could do for years to come long after I'm not the CMO of, of Chevrolet anymore. So it's one part of a very broad marketing mix, but that's what makes Chevrolet so dynamic and so interesting. We can be talking about you know, a Corvette Z06. We could be talking about Chevrolet Silverado EVs and doing innovative things like our what we did at the Country Music Awards about a, a month or so ago with Breland and the, the world's first ever song contest about an electric full-size pickup to the country music audience. And then the next day, we're talking about the safety and dependability and quality of a Chevrolet Equinox. Uh, it's a fascinating brand. And it allows us the elbow room to really explore all those different dimensions of the brand. And so, you know, in a classic marketing textbook, you'd say, what's the one thing that Chevrolet stands for, right? It's a difficult question to answer for Chevrolet because we stand for so many things to so many people. But what does unite us is a lot of these, the sense of who a Chevrolet customer is, the values they hold, and allowing us to kind of leverage and celebrate that is important, I think, and like a little more important this time of the year. Well, Steve, that is so thoughtful and helpful because you said a couple of things that sparked my next question, which is this kind of conversion to a, you know, sustainable kind of tech-centric brand, as you said, it's not a new affectation. I mean, this has been something that's been ongoing at Chevrolet for quite some time. You know, you went through mm -hmm. the history of the Volt and you think of that, this isn't just today. This is something you've been doing for a long time. What's next on your agenda? You know, as you think of reestablishing and, and, and by the way, when you say that, I always conjure up one of my favorite campaigns of all time. I'm really going to date myself, but see the USA and your Chevrolet, as I said earlier, I'm not that old, but I guess I am. I remember that. And I remember that being kind of a theme song for America. I really mm -hmm. do, not just a theme song for a commercial campaign from Chevrolet sung by Yes, Dinah Shore. But, mm -hmm. but, you know, See the USA and Your Chevrolet says a lot about what you just yeah. said, representing all the different aspects, whether it's utility, whether it's speed, whether it's, you know, now tech. 
and maybe bringing it all together. But what's kind of on your agenda next, you know, as you address yeah. 2023 and, and the years beyond, you know, now that some of these things are starting to become de rigueur, it's like you are this company. Now, what's what's the next iteration? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting you you bring up, you know, see the USA because what's next for us is what has always been what has made Chevrolet so powerful, so popular and, and so connected to America is we really are a reflection of and a driver of the pulse of America. You know, see the USA was a campaign born out of the post-World War II optimism, right? It was the GI Bill. It was the building of the interstate, interstate freeway system. And it was boundless optimism. And that's what See the USA said. And, and the brand that was going to help deliver that was Chevrolet. And then you got into campaigns like the Heartbeat of America, right? Again, another different time, but a similar reflection. Almost the, the opposite of that was like Iraq in the 1990s. Economic uncertainty, a lot of turmoil in America, and like Iraq was, again, representative yeah, of, liability. Hey, no matter what comes my way, right? If I have a Chevy truck, I can endure. I can take care of my family and my community. And that was a powerful reflection of how America saw themselves. And so what we're tasked with now is where does America see themselves? Where do customers see themselves? And how do we connect with those folks? And how do we reach them? Now, what we have to our advantage is we have media channels and opportunities to be so much more targeted and so much more specific to our target audience. I mean, we're out there right now with a campaign. We kind of call it EVs for everyone everywhere. It's a very bright, optimistic, but still Chevrolet-centric campaign that basically says, look, we know where things are going here. And, and rest assured, Chevrolet is going to be that brand that you can rely on moving forward. But I think right now, over the last couple of years, and I think going into the next few years, we all know what's happened with, with COVID and uncertainty and economics in Ukraine. And it, it's, it's a little exhausting. And I think what people are looking for is if you add into that mix the uncertainty of electric vehicles and the questions that, that accompany that, those are very real things. And I think what people are looking for is some confidence and reassurance that there's a trusted ally that's going to help us move to the next stage. We're very clear with our customers, with our dealer network, with the media and everybody else. We are going to go at the pace at which the customer wants to go, but we are going to be ready at whatever pace that is. And so being able to tell people and reassure someone who's had a Chevrolet full-size pickup for, you know, three, four, five in a row and just wants to keep buying full-size pickups don't worry, we've got those products for you and we are going to for a long time. But if there are those that are EV ready, that have been in the game with us for 10 years or those that finally look around and see enough signals, right? You see your neighbor, you know, you see more and more. We just had a new fueling station in the, in the neighborhood I live in open up and they have two charge point charge stations there. There's a lot more signals and reassurance that, hey, I think that I can make this EV thing work. But people still want to engage with a company that they believe is going to deliver the right product. And so the trick for us is how do we reflect the mood of the country? And also lead, not just reflect, not just react, yeah. but be proactive, yeah. which is right. You yeah, because in a way you, you do need to pull people along a bit. Right. I mean, there's always these 
you know, romantic stories about the iPhone, you know, early on, it's like a camera on my phone. I don't need that. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's like, and now you're like, yeah, it's pretty darn good. Right. And so, yeah, as marketers, as brands, you have to have that balance point of what people, you know, can understand and process what they see today, but what's the potential for tomorrow and help move that along. And I think that we've always been, I think, pretty indicative there. Again, you, you even think about Chevrolet design and you think about the era of design back to the 1950s and Dinah Shore. I mean, Chevrolet was pioneering big fins and, and color palettes and things that were helping moving and pushing people along. And so we're almost at a golden era like that again, because what electric vehicles and the, the General Motors Chevrolet Ultium platform will enable when it comes to design and the way that we, we bring these products to market, the technology, and even, yes, the color palette, it's very refreshing. I think people are ready for that. Well, Steve, what you've done is validated where we started, because if you go back to the T's and C's, the trust you talked about, the brand trust that you build, the transparency about what Chevrolet stands for to its different constituents and cohorts, you know, the technology and the transformation, really, you, you've hit it all. And the talent piece goes without saying, because we've all been challenged, whether it's around the opportunity for a more diverse you know, talent pool, A or B, the dearth of talent and, and what we've all experienced with great resignations and quiet quitting and all of those mm -hmm. things that, that are impacting talent. And then going to the C's, you talked about the culture, you talked about the creativity, you talked about the curation of the brands based on, you know, the individual constituents needs. And you talked about commerce, obviously the buying of the automobile and General Motors in particular, and Chevrolet, I think specifically, has had and demonstrated a keen understanding of content and the utilization of content, not just commercials, but content mm -hmm. relative to, you know, leading that consumer to where we think they should be. And as you say, following as well, but leading in the in the main. Well, Steve, look, as we wind up here, what do you think a marketer in general kind of needs to do to ensure that sustainability visions, you know, we talk about the need for purpose, we talk about the importance of sustainability in the manufacturing and the delivery. And by the way, sustainability and, and you know, there are companies now that are talking about just advertising and what, you know, companies like Scope 3 that are talking about, you know, just the sustainability of your advertising initiatives and, and mm -hmm. how you're approaching it. How does that make its way into your, you know, into your day job? Well, it, it's a significant part. You know, look, let's be honest. There are, I like to say that when you buy a, an automobile, you better like it because it's like you're buying an outfit you're going to wear for the same, you know, every day for the next, you know, three, four, five, eight years, right? Said another way, we're a very visible brand in the marketplace. And when you're a very visible brand, look, every company has a responsibility to all the things that we collectively face. But I think when you're a brand like General Motors, when you have products that are out there in the market every day that people are seeing over and over and over, you just play an oversized role in that. We're very proud of our mission of zero crashes, zero congestion, and zero emissions. You have to have you know, a vision and a mission for the brand. And I think it's one of those things that we're very proud of. We've got such 
a phenomenal record. We're ahead of schedule when it comes to things like uh, the percent of energy we're using in manufacturing plants that are carbon neutral, the things we're doing with our products as far as sustainability, you know, when it comes to even things like, you know, leather and seating materials, recyclability, the things we're doing with bolt battery packs that are coming back and putting those into secondary uses. These are all important things that we need to do, that we want to do. The question is, how deeply do we tell those stories more broadly? It's one part of a broad tapestry of messages we put out. There's a lot of things that General Motors is doing, Chevrolet, a lot of things that our dealer partners are doing, but it's important and it's it's especially important for the generations that are coming up now. Look, sustainability, it matters to everyone, but there's, as we all know, there's a bit of a greater sensitivity to that among those that are younger. The data is very clear in that regard. And so brands that have a purpose, brands that have a statement, brands that people feel connected to, we've seen their stock performance is better. They rebound faster from you know economic downturns and people feel connected and they can tell the stories of those brands. Having a great product is awesome. Having a great product that you believe in and you have a connection to is a very powerful connection. It not only attracts new people to your brand, it keeps those that are in the franchise with you longer. And that's a recipe to win. Well, Steve, I would characterize this session as a, as a joyride, and, and I hadn't <laughs> With thought your safety belt on. Yeah, exactly. But I literally have enjoyed listening, and and I know our audience will, and learning really from you. You are obviously a master at what you do, and you know it's reflected in the performance. And I don't mean that necessarily in performance in a car sense, but a performance of the brand Chevrolet. And, you know, congratulations on that. So Steve Majoris, I want to thank you for taking the time today to share your thoughts and your wisdom. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I wouldn't trade the team we have for anybody. I mean, you know, Mary leading this company has been unbelievable. We have watched the internal culture change we have seen the product development with Mark Rice and everybody. The portfolio blows everybody else away. The marketing organization that Deborah Wall leads, each of the individual channels, we are a high-performing, connected, communicating, strong team that supports each other. And I think the results show. And uh, all I would say is watch out for GM. I'm Michael Casson. Thanks for listening to Good Company. Good Company is a production of iHeartRadio. A special thanks to Lena Peterson, Chief Brand Officer and Managing Director of MediaLink, for her vision on Good Company. And to Jen Seeley, Vice President, Marketing Communications of MediaLink, for programming amazing talent and content. Good Company.